In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm glad to be with you today. We're looking at uh, Romans 8, verse 18. I, Paul, consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed in us. First of all, let's look at some of the sufferings that Paul endured from Second Corinthians. I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they masters of Christ? I'm talking like a madman. I am a better one with far greater labors, far more imprisonments with countless floggings and often near death, five times I have received from the Jews forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked for a night and a day. I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, danger from my own people, the Jews, danger from Gentiles. Oh yes, let's look at it again. I consider the sufferings of this present time. Paul had many sufferings. They're not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. Paul experienced that glory on the road to Damascus. He was surrounded by the light of Christ, the glory of God. He knows about the glory, not because he read it, but he experienced it. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. I tell you, creation waits for the revealing of men and women who are the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That we have this creation now, and it awaits being changed like a risen body, a risen globe, a risen earth. We know that the whole creation 
has been groaning with labor pains until now. Not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We have the first fruits of the Spirit. I need to know that, that I have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and throughout all the ends of the earth. We know that the whole of creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we await re the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Oh yes, there's more in store. There's receiving a resurrected body through Christ Jesus when he comes in glory to judge the living and the dead. And Paul said he considers all his sufferings as nothing worth comparing to the glory about to be revealed to us. I tell you, that glory changes people. I experienced that glory in 1968, and that glory changes people. That glory sets us on our feet to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he has seen. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. We do not see the risen body. We do not see that, but we know, and we are hopeful, and it's going to be because Jesus said so. Amen. But if our hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Do you know that the Holy Spirit intercedes in you for the will of God to come about? Oh yes, how we need the Holy Spirit the intercessor. Jesus is also intercessor at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is intercessor. The Holy Spirit intercedes. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God. All things work together for good to those who love God. Do you love him today? Do you love him today? I know I love him and I want to love him more. I love Jesus, and I want to love him more. I want to reach out to you that God would give you the grace to 
be saved and to love Jesus. He is worthy of our love. He went to the cross for us while we were yet sinners. All things work together for the good to those who love God. Not some things, not many things, not few things, but all things work together for the good to those who love God. Do you know that today? That in your situation that might be difficult, that's going to work together for the good if you love God. Oh, yes. I'm not talking about pie in the sky, by and by when we die. No, I'm talking about now. All things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. What is the Holy Spirit doing? He wants us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in us in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. Jesus is the firstborn, the resurrected. Hallelujah. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Do you know that he called you? He called you to listen to this broadcast, but he called you to give you a reason to hope in Jesus. He called you, no matter where you are. You said, but I'm deep in sin. He called you before you entered your mother's womb. He called you. And those whom he called, he also justified. You have been justified in the blood of Jesus. I have been justified in the blood of Jesus. Do you know that today? Do you know that today, that you've been put right with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, the very blood that we celebrate at Mass? The blood of Jesus Christ puts us right with God, gives us righteousness. And those whom he justified... He also glorified. That will happen when Jesus comes again to judge the living and the dead. Verse 31. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Do you know today that God is for you? Do you know today that Jesus is for you? Do you know today? No, you don't know, many of you. You think that you're the poor lamb that Jesus forgot about. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, you are not. That if God is for us, who can be against us? How do I know that God is for us? His Son was crucified on the cross, bearing our sins and the sins of the world. God is for you. Don't worry about it. He is not going to condemn you if you give your life to Jesus. Condemnation is not any part of God's plan to his children. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. He who did not withhold his own son 
but gave him up for all of us, will he not with his Son also give us everything else? The Father sent his Son for you. This is madness, people would say. No, it's love, love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? No, God will not put any charge against God's elect. Is it God who justifies? Who is to condemn? Is it Christ Jesus who died for us? Yes, who was raised and who was at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us? Is he going to condemn us? Absolutely not. He died for you. He died for me. He was raised upon the cross. He took the rap for the sin of the world. He took the rap for my sins and your sins. And God is not going to compromise. He is interceding for you. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship? Paul says no. Distress? Paul says no. Persecution? Paul says no. Famine? Paul says no. Nakedness? No. Or the peril of the sword, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. <laughs> you are more than a conqueror because of Jesus who loves you and who loved us on the cross. You are more than a conqueror. Oh, yes. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Why don't you just give over your sins and go to confession? Why don't you just do it so you're not thinking, I'm so bad. Please, you're not so bad that God can not forgive you. He wants to forgive you. But you don't know what happened to me. As a matter of fact, you people don't know what happened to me either. I'm telling you, you are no match for the love of God. I am no match for the love of God. Chapter 9, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. Why is he sorrowful? Why does he have anguish in his heart? Because the Jews do not 
accept Jesus as Messiah and Lord. Listen to what he says. No, I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. God doesn't expect that of him. God doesn't expect that of him. He's too small anyway. But Paul's saying, I'd rather go to hell and my people would come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He implemented that the way he preached. He would go from town to town, beginning with the synagogue, because salvation is to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. He would go to the synagogue. They would throw him out. Sometimes they would stone him. But he was destined to do this. My kindred, according to the flesh, the Jews, they are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, that's right, the glory, that's right, the covenants, that's right, the giving of the law, that's right, the worship, that's right, and the promises to them among the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, comes the Messiah, who is all over all, God blessed forever. Amen. I'm telling you, God loves you today. He is indeed in love with you. Just get over it and give yourself to Jesus. Stop making excuses. This is the day of salvation. Now is the time to give yourself to Jesus. It is not as though the word of God had failed, for not all Israelites truly belong to Israel, and not all Abraham's children are his true descendants. In other words, they are descended in the blood, but they are not descended in the spirit. It is through Isaac that the descendants shall be named for you. This means that it is not the children of the flesh, the Jewish people, who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as descendants. The promise to those who love God, all things work together for the good. The promise you have been justified. The promise you have been glorified or you will be glorified when Jesus comes in again. About this time I will return to Sarah and she shall have a son. Nor is it all something similar happened to Rebecca when she had conceived children by one husband our ancestor Isaac, even before they had been born or had done anything good or bad so that God's purpose of election might continue, not by works, but by his call, she was told, the elder Jacob shall serve the younger Esau, as it is written, I have loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. The line is through Jacob. 
What then are we to say? If there is injustice on God's part, no, by no means, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. That's you. He has mercy on you. And he expects you to say thank you, go to confession, get rid of it, all those things you might say. But I drove somebody for an abortion. Well, confess it. The Lord wants to heal you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Or I had several abortions. Listen, God wants to heal you. Go and confess it. Get rid of it. Do not let it stand in the way of your love for God and his love for you. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So it depends not on the human will, but on God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I have raised you up for the very purpose of showing my power in you so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. Yes. So then, he has mercy on whomever he chooses and hardens the heart of whomever he chooses. He's not hardening your heart. He's having mercy on you. Today, this is the day of salvation. Now is the time to go and give your life to Jesus. Today, in the Office of Readings, it said, Surrender to God, and he will do everything for you. But people don't surrender to God. This country has a motto, In God we trust. But you know what? We're not trusting God. We're trusting Madam Fufu, who reads your cards. We're trusting our goods, the beautiful card that I have. I tell you, do not trust in things. You are too big to trust in things. Trust in the Lord. Take your delight in the Lord, and he will give you everything that is good that you desire. Oh, yes, that's, that's it. That's it. You will say to me then, why then does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who indeed are you, a human being, to argue with God? Will what is molded say to the one who molds it, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of that same lump one object for special use, for special use, If God desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power that is made for destruction, and what if he has done so in order to make known the riches of his glory? Paul knew the riches of his glory. He was in the riches of his glory on the Damascus Road. He was in the riches of his glory. August 1968, the last 
Sunday, I was in the glory of God. I knew it was his glory. No one told me. He said, how much more glory can you give me than these beautiful flowers? I said, much, Lord. And then I said, you can have my life. And you know what? The river broke, and I was so filled with the glory of God. The glory of God is man fully alive in Jesus Christ. That is the glory of God. Man full of life and involved with Jesus, the King, the Messiah, the Lord. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary and pitched his tent among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.